You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Elkanen. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Wednesday edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep, Spencer Israel, Joel Elkan, and Dennis Dick with you this morning. A lot of uh, companies having problems here today. Boeing got slammed by the House Committee on Transportation and Infrastructure. Uh, Facebook is in trouble with the FTC. Oh, there's Joel. Uh, Facebook in trouble with the FTC uh, and as well uh, some of their influencers. We've got Nicola still in trouble here now. The DOJ getting involved uh, in that probe. So a lot of companies... Uh, having some issues here this morning, uh, all on our radar. We have also earnings from Adobe and FedEx to discuss. A lot of uh, smaller news as well, some offerings. We have a Dutch auction to discuss this morning. Kodak back in the news, so a lot on our radar. Our guest uh, was supposed to be Kenny Glick, but he had to cancel at the last minute. So we will be joined by Greg Harmon from Dragonfly capital management at 835 want to remind everyone to hit that like button and hit that subscribe button we appreciate any and all likes and subscriptions and i will throw it to joel now who will update us on what has happened overnight joel ah good morning spencer dennis how are you doing on this wednesday morning we are trading in the green here had a little dip off the open pre-market low 85 and a quarter uh, that's well above your low from yesterday. Pre-market high, 18 and a quarter. Kind of getting an area of thin resistance, 34, 36, 75, six-day high. And that's also your 50% retracement on that little break that we have. Uh, crude making its way back to $40, up 89 cents at 39.17. Uh, also, you have uh, gold in the green by 770 at 1974.20. Silver in the green by 11 cents at 27.57. Bitcoin in the green too. Bitcoin's in the green by, let's see here, $110 at $10,925. Triple D, we got a, we got a lot of news out there. Nothing earth shattering, but just kind of 
little bit of news here, a little bit of news there. What are you seeing uh, from your perspective? we got a hurricane hitting too uh, with Hurricane Sally. So there's a lot of things happening here. And individual stories, I guess, is what the story of the day is. Um, you could start with Nicola or Facebook or Kodak. Why don't we go to the Kodak right off the hop? Because this might be the stupidest rally that I've ever seen in my life. And that's just my opinion. But we know every time Kodak rallies, it's a selling opportunity. But give us the news here, Spencer. This is just, in my opinion, dumb money buying. Yep. A special committee that was hired by Kodak's board said that the company did not violate any laws with regards to the announcement of their loan from the government as it pertains to the launch of Kodak Pharmaceuticals. So the legal firm that this company hired to basically defend themselves say they didn't do anything wrong. And we're going to rally the stock 75% because it was trading over $10 this morning on this news. This isn't the government throwing in the towel. This is the Kodak lawyers saying they didn't do anything wrong. Give me a break. I mean, why is it this stock keeps getting these ridiculous rallies all the time and just basically it, it fades within a day almost every single time? So history tends to repeat itself in the stock market. Maybe this is going to be different this time, but I'm going to bet it's not going to be different. Um, if it was the government saying, and I automatically assumed, I saw the stock trading up this morning. I heard the headline. I was like, oh, the government said that it's, it's all good. Their own lawyers said their own scare. This is like OJ's lawyer saying, if the glove don't fit, you must acquit. I mean, this is ridiculous. It's a ridiculous rally. But, you know, this market is stupid in a lot of cases. And, you know, maybe it comes back in or maybe it stays up. But, you know, the market irrationally maybe doesn't even realize that it's the own company's lawyers. But in, in my regard, Kodak is an eternal sell, meaning every single rally is to be sold. That is my opinion. I believe the stock is going under $5 eventually. <laughs> well, some people already heated your advice here, Triple D. You got up uh, to How high did it get? 10.96. So it's got up to 11. So everybody who bought in the 10 handle is already down a cool 20%. So fun. Um, anyways, I don't trade this kind of stuff. I, I would trade the headline maybe, but again, what do you mean? What did you think? Their own lawyers are going to say, oh yeah, we found stuff. Come on. Well, if you read it, you know, if you read it real quickly, you might just glance over that. Well, that's right? maybe what the algos did. They just glanced over the fact that it was their own lawyers. Yes. Oh, I, what they also could have seen, uh, and what I saw before I saw that, that other thing, was the statement from Kodak. And Kodak's own statement uh, this morning said that we accept uh, the findings and recommendations of the review conducted by the special committee. So, oh, shit. Uh, we accept I'm going to swear on this one. And, and, and we accept the findings and we're going to make their, their recommended changes. So that's probably what the algos saw. That was at like five this morning. So somebody saw that. And that's what they, that, that's how they. Media will just grab it. Oh, the Kodak's clean. They didn't do anything wrong. Mm, this is their own lawyers. They're not clean yet. Anyways, regardless of it, even if they it over, it proven over. that they didn't do anything wrong through this whole thing. Is it worth eight? Are they getting the government contract? One, you know, it was a camera company that all of a sudden is getting into what vaccines. So a camera company that went to blockchain. Now they're going to vaccines. You know, this is just stinks. This whole story just stinks. It got ridiculous when it went from the five to the $60 getting back decades of losses. 
It was a gift. All the rallies in this stock, in my opinion, are a gift. I don't think it is ever going back to $60. Ever, 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 ever. I don't think it's ever going back to $40. Ever, 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 ever. I don't think it's going back to $20. Ever, 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 ever. ever. So I think, in my opinion, the rally today is another selling opportunity. And if you're already this is. thing, they have given you so many opportunities. This is like once a month, we get this ridiculous rally in Kodak and it fades after two days. Is this going to be the same thing? I don't know. It's worked so many times that maybe it ain't going to work this time, but it's a stupid rally in my opinion. All right. Enough time on, uh, enough time on Kodak. Let's continue with the dumb money. Um, and let's go to AMCX because this is another manipulative tactic to a certain extent. Um, it's not manipulative, but it's the smart. If you want to get your stock price up, the smartest way to do that is not a normal buyback. The smartest way to do that is a Dutch auction. And we'll tell you the difference here in a second, but give us the details, AMCX. Yeah, this was announced yesterday after the close at around 4.30 that they did announce a, uh, uh, a planned modified Dutch auction tender offer. Uh, and it'll be an offer to purchase up to $250 million of Class A shares at a price not lower than $2,250 and not greater <laughs> than $2,650. Um, we, we've seen this again and again. If you want to buy your stock at the highest possible price, do your buyback at the highest possible price, the Dutch auction is the way to go. That's not good for shareholders because if you did a normal buyback, I guarantee you, you could get it done a lot cheaper than probably what the company's going to get it. I mean, yeah, it's a big buyback. It's good news. You know, we like seeing buybacks, but, and maybe AMCX thinks they're going to start operating or The Walking Dead is going to start picking up ratings here again because that's what basically AMCX is, is mostly The Walking Dead. Um, I've stopped watching The Walking Dead. They couldn't even film the last episode because of COVID. So anyways, it's, it's, a, it's a nice tactic to get your stock price up immediately. Why? Because the way the Dutch auction works is it takes who's willing to sell the shares. And you got to submit offers to sell your shares. So if I'm only AMCX, I could say, okay, I'm willing to sell 22. I'm willing to sell 23. I'm willing to sell 24. And you submit these offers. And then they try to get the $250 million for the cheapest available price of those offers. So what it does in essence, and you don't have to understand the mechanics of it all, what you need to do is just understand it kind of puts a floor on the price because people are probably going to be able to get better than 2250 because they said the low end is 2250, the high end is 2650. So right away, now 2250, as long as this auction is support, still going on, yeah. becomes immediate support. So it's almost a safe play to say, I can buy this safely and the Arabs are doing it. I can buy this safely at 22 and a half. Now you got herbs a little bit more aggressive saying, I think I'm going to go to the middle of the range. Do I want to pay 24? No, but I would buy 22 and a half all day now from a trading perspective, uh, just because this is how these things work. And they typically do provide a floor. I mean, anything can happen. It's still free trading. You know, it could end up going lower than that, but you know, they've already given the range 2250 to 2650. So, so there's it your seems too. pretty safe. Yeah. You're going to be locked in that range. You're never, not going to see this thing go above 2650 as long as the auction's going. And, you know, it's probably not going to go below 2250. It's right in the middle of the range. So that's your range now for if you trade AMCX at 2250 to 2650. I'm a buyer at 2250. I'd be a seller short at 2650. And uh, the ARBs have it almost in the middle here, trading 2420. Uh, you tried to get up towards that upper level, 2530. Uh, that's a buck 20 off the upper end of that range. But just look at this chart. Like, who's who wants to buy this stock? Right? 
I mean, it's just uh, this peaked in late 2015. It's been uh, cut, overcut in half since uh, July of 2018. I mean, I wouldn't want the stock at 22. If I got the stock at 22.50, I'd turn around and immediately sell it at whatever the open market. Well, price the Arabs was. will be doing that. Yeah, the Arabs, the Arabs that are are buying at 22.50, they can get it there. We'll probably tender it out there, um, up just above that, hoping to get like 24 from the company. You don't know what price you're going right. to get. And if there's a whole pile of sellers sitting at the 2250 offer, the thing will go off at 2250. But you know, you're hoping it's kind of like if you're an Arab, you're hoping, okay, I want to put it high enough to get or low enough to get done, but not low enough that I'm going to lose money. So there's a little bit of art behind all that, but uh, it, it does move stocks. Whenever I see Dutch auction, you see normal buyback. You think, ah, oh, no, it ain't going to rally 10%. You see Dutch auction. Where's the price? Okay. The price is here. Okay. Safe floor of 22 and a half. I, I would have last night, it went really fast though. The Arabs, the, the Arabs yeah. were all over it. But I would have last night, if I could have, bought 22 and a half of all course. day. So yes. I saw the headline. It was already trading 23 and a half. And I'm like, oh, am I going to go pay a buck up? You know, just to, you know, in the hopes that I might go higher. I, I, I'm, you know, risk adverse. So I don't. But some people do. What did uh, people are this morning? Uh, Urban Life did it. They yep. did this once. I, it wasn't too long ago in August. I thought they did it a while ago too. It did. There was one like three years ago. Yeah, three years ago. <laughs> you don't do you see have, them that often. Do you have the date though? I just wondered when it was three years ago, just to get a perspective on the price. If it was, if it was that well, 2017. Yeah, it's still above where it is. I don't know. I was just trying to find a parallel there, but. Uh, We'll see. I mean, stock's not looking good. If you want to participate uh, from the end, the dentist perspective sounds like, a, I don't know, kind of a difficult way to carry stock and hope to make some money on it. Right. Especially with it trading at 24. It's all herbs in there. Yeah. Now. You're, you're seeing high volume because the herbs are all in there and they're going to be buying as it gets closer down to 2250 and there'd be sellers as it gets up 2650 right now. It's just stuck in the middle. It was so, uh, I don't think there's a trade here. It was here. Actually, I just found it. It was uh, August 21st, 2017. So there we go. And, and how do you like this one? Just while we're talking about ridiculous things. So NEE sure. does the four for one stock split two nights ago. Um, and we know yesterday it had the big pop because reflecting the new four for one stocks, but got over 303 in the pre-market. It never touched those levels. We were a little skeptical because it was a utility stock. And we're like, I'm not paying up 6% for a utility stock. So they did that literally two nights ago. Then last night, the very next day, they announce an offering and the stock is right back down, obviously diluted. So you do a four for one stock split to pump your shares up and then you do an offering? Just dirty, man. It's legal, it's legal, but sounds really dirty to me. And everybody who, who bought on that stock split is burned. The stock is down right where back where it came from, down $11. The split actually does nothing from a theoretical value, but we know they pop them up because everybody's so excited about splits. The offering is actually diluted. So from a fundamental basis, you own less of the company. So down 3.79% deserved. People who were buying that thinking it's going to have the pre-split run burned badly. Now it's dilutive offering. Like they did have this news yesterday that they were going to. Well, do they this. obviously did, Joel. I know you just don't just all of a sudden do an <laughs> offering and oh, let's just think and, and put this together. Twenty-four <laughs> hours later, there's underwriters and stuff involved. Man. So they they pumped it up with the split and then to try to get their offering done at a better price. In my opinion, and obviously I haven't gotten into the details of it all, but just looking at the headline to headline, 
Yeah, um, what else can it, you it, think? It's yeah. It sounds to me like it was a pump and dump. Really? I, yeah. A, le- a legal pump and dump. Legal, right? And also, you know, it's <laughs> this pumping on the heels of of a stocksman announcement is not rational, right? So. Uh, you know, I, I almost feel yeah, like so they're gonna say, well, stocks buy nothing, anyways. It's it, it's it's buyer beware. I feel like also, right? I mean, if you're buying this thing after a stock split, if you're buying it's always thing, buyer beware. If you're buying this thing because they split their stock, I'm hoping that you're gonna get this Tesla Apple like run. Yeah, we talked utility. about that yesterday. It's a utility. Stock. It's a utility. This Come isn't on. a Do tech it. stock. What do you do? It's probably not gonna rip higher. So. Yeah, what, what are you doing is my point. All right. Uh, maybe You're chasing down. splits. Every split, the stock goes up 50%. You just have more shares. Oh, yeah, but those shares are worth less. <laughs> uh, the point of origin here where this, uh, you know, where this started, before all this started, uh, you had a close on, what was it, Monday, 281.92, a low of 78.43 that day. So if you feel like you got to, you know, if you're going to throw out the bad news, throw out the good news and just want to look at it off that move, let's see see what happens at 281.92. I'm sure people that are marked on that short like to see it there. Probably not a lot of short interest in this one. Doesn't trade a lot. But uh, utility talk two days in a row. And look at this. We give the utilities the love on the show. All right. Let's go to uh, the theme of the day is, is companies. Uh, companies being, getting investigated. Yeah. That's so the theme of the day. We, we've talked about Nicola here for the past week or so. Now we can add. Well, we know Facebook has been under investigation uh, by the DOJ. But there's new news in Nicola, too. We should oh, talk right, about Right. So, so, so Facebook was under investigation by the DOJ. Add the FTC to that. Nikola was under investigation by the SEC at the DOJ to that. So uh, just various regulatory bodies coming in to Nikola and Facebook uh, yesterday and, and today. And Nikola's getting hit down here. And it has responded well to these investigations the last couple of days. It keeps wanting to catch a bid. If there wasn't so much headline risk, I'd probably buy it. But there's so much headline risk. I mean, what if they actually find something? What if they find some fraudulent stuff in here? Stock could cut in half. So, I mean, it's very scary to have this much investigations going on, you know, and maybe they find nothing and the stock pops 20%. But if they start uncovering stuff, you know, more than just rolling a, a, a car down a hill, it could be major problems here. So with that being said, I can't touch it because it's just too much headline risk until I have more information that there isn't anything fraudulent going on. Just look at the monthlies here, and that tells your whole story. I mean, I could give you the low from two days ago at uh, 28.75. You can look at all these lows just under 30 here uh, on the dailies as well. But that monthly chart, you know, big green candle, red candle, green candle, red candle, right there. It's all about 30 bucks. So uh, this thing is trading 30.75. You're a true believer in this company. I think this is this is where this is where you strike. It's just it's down here and it's not bouncing. So it's I, it's just like you said. There's headline risk. Could be at thirty five or it could be at twenty five. But uh, a close under thirty and uh, this thing's in a whole lot of trouble. I mean, it's hard to trade it technically though, just because there is True. so much headline risk. So it's like you know you got to said okay, it responded well to the negative headlines two days ago when it you know opened near those lows and bounced right up, and it has been technically it's been trading okay despite the very terrible headlines, because it's not making new lows. But 
with the headline risk here, I'm too scared. So let's go to our final one. More, one, one, more, one more. I just want to say on this, the number I gave you yesterday, if you're all were listening, before GM got involved, 35.55 was the price. I call that pre-GM uh, short seller value. That was 33.55. Two days ago, you got the 36.90. Closed right there, 35.79. Couldn't hit that level. Sold off. So if you want to stay out of this one and you know not get dirty until it shows some strength, has to get above that 35.55. And then oh, speaking speaking of GM, speaking of GM. G- GM's got a huge headline here. It's trading up four and a half percent. GM wow. to manufacture yeah. Yeah. family of self-designed EV drive systems and motors. The move comes as GM looks to build a vertically integrated electric car business comparable to Tesla. We've well, duh. Motor, Do we think GM was not going to get into the electric car market? Oh, look at this. Car maker going to make electric cars. Buy, 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 buy. Do you have to push them? the dumbest market, man. Are they, are it's they it's like-, like Captain Obvious. Are they kickstart? Like you have to like push it down a hill to get it going? Are they used well, they like- won't have to push the GM ones. We know GM. <laughs> GM's talked to the electric car market for years. Remember, it was their big plan to have 21 electric cars by 2021. I don't think they're hitting that target. That's next year. But we know GM's going to get. There's Never competition know. coming for Tesla. And people are smacking Tesla down on this too. I mean, if they're going to start hitting Tesla on it and buying GM, we know what's happening. Ford's going to do the same thing. You think Ford isn't going to do electric cars? Oh, we're just going to sit with our gas-guzzling cars, and we're never going to make an electric car. Come on. Car, of course they are. They're already into it. So, Toya, they're all going to have electric cars. The whole world. Here's newsflash to everyone that thinks Tesla's going to be 100% on the electric car market. Newsflash. Every single automaker is going to be, you know, going, going. And I believe, you know, like the majority of their cars, fully electric, probably within the next decade, probably, and probably sooner than that. So maybe there is an opportunity. If the market's going to be this, you know, um, obtuse to looking, you know, at these automotive companies that they're all just gas guzzlers and they're all going out of business. They're not going to sit there and die. These are smart people working in GM and Ford. They're going to come up with some cool electric cars that compete with Tesla and Nikola and all of the other, you know, hot EV plays. So I guess, you know, maybe some of these automotive companies are going to be buys because it looks like the market doesn't price any of that in. Um, and, and GM's up 3.5% here this morning because they're going to make electric cars. Oh, well, we knew that already. So nice, this market uh... just does not price stuff in. Nice uh, SAT word there. We, or I don't know if you had the SAT up too. Uh, very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Remember uh, from uh, <laughs> what, where, uh, the, the, the Simpsons episode that made fun of uh, oh the, uh, the Shawshank Redemption. That's where the obtuse, you know, obviously obtuse is, you know, used, but I remember it was, it was the big word. Why are you being so obtuse? <laughs> and then the Simpsons episode, and he draws, <laughs> the guy's like, you know, making an obtuse try. <laughs> or obtuse. Yeah, I was just going to say, I haven't heard that word since uh, ninth grade geometry. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, anyways uh, we did just get the pop in GM, and you're in a really a interesting area here. You just snuck over $33, got to 3308. And what did you do? Uh, yesterday, you got the th- or yesterday, you got the 3314. And then on the eighth, you got the 3333. So there, there's your major resistance. You clear that I think you got a, uh, a breakout here, a breakout, but man, it seems to 
when I was looking at this, when they had the news, it popped up at over 33. I'm like, this almost always gives it back. And it did. And now they're trying. They're trying different things here. Is uh, is Ford's uh, doing anything off this? They got to be. No, analysis. nothing. But they're going to have electric vehicles coming too. Maybe GM's a little bit ahead of them. But they're all going electric. They're all going to have electric vehicles. There is going to be so many electric vehicles. You're not even going to know which electric vehicle to choose from. Five years. It this is, and this is the short oil trade. And this is, again, why you look at ExxonMobil and you're like, how can it keep going down? You know why? Because we're not going to have as many gas-guzzling vehicles in the future. You know, Joel's been saying there's going to be less cars on the road. I can guarantee you there's going to be less gas cars on the road. And that is not good for ExxonMobil. That is not good for Chevron. That is not good for ConocoPhillips. And that is not good for any oil company. I think oil stocks are an eternal short at this point in time. I would sell everywhere. It's going to be some short squeezes. Nothing goes straight down. But I would be a seller of all rallies. I have, you know, 60 or 70 stocks in my long-term portfolio. Not one oil stock. I had an ETF that had some exposure, Canadian one. I didn't realize it had, you know, a, a lot of exposure to oil. I sold that too. I want negative. I, I want no exposure to oil whatsoever. But, you know, the, the car companies are different because if they're going to start rallying every time, you know, uh, you know a, a traditional car company comes out with an electric vehicle, then Ford and GM could have a long ways to go up. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see if they give this GM rally back here. But if they're not pricing in the fact that GM is going to have electric cars, that makes me want to buy Ford, Joel. Yeah, it does. Uh, and you're just talking about, let's look at ExxonMobil here. Oh, look at this chart. It's always a key when ra- oil rallies from 10 to 35 and then holds on there and oil goes nowhere. Look at this. This is creeping back towards the March low. Unbelievable. That March low was 3011 deserved uh, the next month's low was 3634 you just hit 3621 yesterday so boy oh boy if exxon mobile doesn't find a home here soon between 35 and 36 it's hard to believe it will be back at the march low exxon mobile chevron best of breed if there's going to still be you know conoco phillips too those are your big three but exxon mobile 9.53 percent dividend it's not safe it's not safe. I'm not buying it. It looks awesome. It's like, how can I go wrong buying one of the best oil companies for 9.53%? You want to know how you can go wrong? Because you're buying an oil company. And oil is out of favor. But not only that, it's just the fact that this is a serious, you know, forever change. Once we start going electric and once, you know, we're using not we're using dirty oil and we know that's the case, this is very bad for ExxonMobil. So unless they can completely reinvent themselves and get fully green, and a lot of these companies are trying, but until they can get away from the majority of the profits being from oil, we're going to see ExxonMobil continue to leak. All right. Uh, S&P's uh, back up near the highs of the session. We got to 18 and a quarter. We dipped just oh momentarily under 34.10, but still holding on to 18 and a half handle. It's like uh, deja vu all over again. Uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, uh, futures uh, dominated on the upside by buyers. All right. Uh, Facebook in the news, I mentioned it. Uh, there, there was a report uh, from Dow Jones of a new FTC antitrust investigation related to Facebook's treatment of app developers uh, on top of this, a bit of a PR um, I don't know if you call it crisis, but a uh, PR uh, event where a number of major influencers like Kim Kardashian and others are, are boycotting Facebook and Instagram for uh, a one day. 
Um, I don't know how much that impacts things. Oh, you but, think they could stay off it for one day? Yeah, if anything, it's boring. Wow, that is t- – I really – can we get them on the show? Because I think that they should get a gold medal honor of social justice. For <laughs> I, I will add that – One day? Uh, oh, my gosh. What is she going to do all day? What is she going to do all day? I incidentally uh, am part of this uh, movement because I, I decided last night to just deactivate my Facebook because I don't – Oh, you're forever. You're like I, not ooh. for one day. No, you're forever. I, I I can bring it back if I ever choose to, but I I have no desire to do. I that heard it's not that easy so. to like get rid of your face. Uh, it's account. very it's very easy to deactivate. Oh, okay. Deactivate it. Yeah. So um, I'm actually I unbeknownst to me, uh, part of this. But anyway, FTC investigation. Uh, we care more about that. Uh, I'm long it. I bought it last night because it was about ten dollars, and I thought it was just ridiculous. So I'm going to sell this. So I'll limit my comments, but I I think it maybe is deserved to be down four dollars. It wasn't deserved to be down ten bucks last night on this. So we've seen this line play out before, and in a couple of days they shrug it off. That's why I bought it last night, and like I said, I'm probably going to sell it this morning. I'm already up four bucks in it, so um, okay. I'm probably selling I just, it. I mean, so how are they going to control? what all billions of users do how are they supposed to filter that you can't i mean ask. this well, is i mean yeah, you, and if you're asking the yeah it's a big ask of the company too is that what you're saying like yeah, yeah. It, it's a huge ask of the company like you know you can control it to a certain extent but how do you like you know like like even with my twitter account joel those twitter accounts and this is ridiculous you know those fake triple d trader twitter yeah. accounts i reported them all a week ago they're all still active so this that's just stupidity on Twitter's part. And Twitter, if you're listening, dropping the ball just huge. Because I'm sure I'm not the only one. Get some more people to regulate this because the, the Triple D trader fake Twitter accounts are asking other people for money. So I cannot do anything about that. All I can do is report it to Twitter. Twitter has to take them down. Twitter has still not taken them down. So if there's fake accounts like in Facebook and doing different things and stuff, they have to regulate that to a certain extent. It's a big ask, though. You know, Twitter can't even take down these fake accounts that are pre- pretending to be me and right. asking my followers for money so they can trade, so I can trade for them. And I, you know, there's nothing I can do about it. I mean, how do you? You can't stop some scam that's going on that somebody's imposing to be me. It's not me. I will never ask somebody for money on Twitter. You're you're right, Joel. In that it is a big ask, um, but it is an appropriate ask. I think at, at the very least, a company should be able to have some control over the product or service that they put into the marketplace and these guys have but then you're gonna get then you're gonna get people that say oh free speech oh free speech why can't we say what we want there there are limit there are limits to free speech oh there are limits okay uh free speech is between uh the federal government uh and you it is not between a uh private business and you uh and these companies are have proven time and time again they are very poor at moderating all we're asking for i think we i say we i mean I, me and a lot of people just some moderation just just get the fake dennis's off twitter it's ridiculous <laughs> what are you some, doing twitter i have fake, reported the one three times and they get i get an automated back message back basic, we're on it wanna, it says send me your id wanna, to prove that you're I I, I I i took a picture of my driver's license i forwarded it in they have all the information they need yet i still see triple d trader one still sitting there pretending to be me and asking my followers for money. How do I know that? Because I've been sent the conversation by multiple people showing me, they warm up and they say in the message stream, oh, how you doing? I haven't talked to you for a while. Hey, did you know I'm trading Forex and I can trade money for you? Please wire your money to this account. 
that's a financial scam they're they're running right now and i told twitter specifically about this a week ago and they've still done nothing about it how many other people are doing the same bloody thing so don't you know what? you're making me want to sell my twitter I've had this saying this, for, it almost know, needs to be years. sold. This is this needs to be investigated. You know, stuff like this because I guarantee you, it's not just me. I had two other people reach out that there's fake accounts of them too, and you know we're targets because you know we're, we we talk about money, we talk about stocks all the time. You know, and obviously I'm not big enough that you wouldn't believe it. So it's 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 scary. I don't want to see some of my followers get financially scared. I hope none of them did that. I hope nobody's taking money, but what if they did? I mean, there's two of them out there I can see right now that are still there. I reported them both. Triple D Trader 1 and Triple D Trader B on Twitter are fake accounts trying to steal money from my followers. Yet Twitter does nothing about it. We should write this up. Benzinga should write this, this up as an article because then it'll get some media attention and maybe Twitter would do something about it. But Twitter is dropping the ball here. I own Twitter shares. I almost want to sell my Twitter I do shares too. too because I do if too. they can't control this, they can't control anything. This is low-hanging fruit. I like I I I wrapped it up as a Christmas gift to you. Take the bloody account down. What are you doing? How hard is that to do? It can't it can't take more than ten seconds of somebody's time. Take well, it down. They can't even do that. These people suck. That's why people are angry. Is because they they, they seemingly can't do much. <laughs> seemingly well, don't. this is low hanging fruit. If you can't do this, you can't do anything. Right. So, you know what? Maybe I'm going to sell my Twitter share stakes. It's because these people. I know. They, they, I, their security I, I absolutely sucks. I, I, retail sales are up 0.6% versus an estimate of 1.1%. So SP is not reacting much to that better than expect or uh, worse than expected. Still above yesterday's high up 15 and a quarter handles. We got three minutes bef before we bring in uh, Greg Harmon. Do we want to try and go to a positive story or do we want to stay? No, I'm wound really up. Make me happy. Let's, uh, what's, what's our happy story? Spencer? Snow. Snow. Okay. Snowflake. It's snowing. It's snowing think? in September. SNOW. Price is 20 million shares at 120 bucks. So we get a new stock to trade. It's going to be hot. This is the first, uh, you know, this was out last week, but the first IPO that uh, Berkshire slash Buffett uh, has, has bought since Ford. So... Uh, he hasn't. He hasn't. He hasn't. He doesn't normally buy IPOs, but uh, he, he's in. He's in this one. That was announced. That was. That was. That was out a week ago. Yeah, is he in? Um, is he selling though? I mean, that's the thing. Yeah, this I mean, is he, going he, to. Where do we think it's going to open? So priced at one twenty. What's the over under? Let's set the over under. I saw one twenty eight. I thought I saw. Did you well, no, see no, no, no. It's one twenty. The underwrite. Where is it going to open though? To the trade starts trading today, correct? Spencer? Okay. Yes. yes. So, so the previous they thought it was going to be priced at a hundred to one hundred ten. One twenty is now the number. Based on that alone, I'm I'm going to say we open at. I don't know. One. Well, I was going to say one forty. One thirty five. One. I think one forty is a good number. I was thinking yeah. the same area. One forty one. 150 nah. they raised the range of it you know the question is they pull the rug out from everybody who buys this thing right away or you know is it going to be one of those that pops and drops it's going to be one of those that just runs i mean this is one of the hottest ipos that we've seen it, for a it, while they've talked about this for be, a while it will be the largest ipo of the year uh yeah. and the largest software ipo of all time so i mean if you talk do we know what they do yeah you listen to these buzzwords dennis okay, okay. um it is a software company that 
company provides data cloud platform, which helps customers with data engineering, data lake, I don't know what that is, data warehousing, data science, data applications, and data sharing. <laughs> also, the company provides solutions for data data silos and data governments. I mean, you, data, data, data. I mean, what more cloud data? What more could you ask for, Dennis? This, this stock's going to a thousand. <laughs> They're trying to pump the tires a little bit, but I, it's going to be hot. It's been talked about for a long time. I'm not probably going to trade on day one. I'm going to let the dust settle on this one. Um, I have no idea. It's got an awesome ticker symbol. We'll give it that. I'm going really? to enjoy trading this one. But I'm going to enjoy not trading it on day one. We will see. I, I think I think you see 150, 160 uh, during the day. I, I really, I mean, people are just you're bullish. Out. Are you buying? No, no. An IPO? No, he's not. I uh, haven't bought an IPO since uh, General Electric IPO'd. Joel <laughs> <laughs> right. was the uh, first person uh, in General Electric shares. Uh, I want to bring on our guest now, Greg Harmon. He's the founder of Dragonfly Capital Management. I'll bring him on, make sure his camera, make sure his microphone are on here. I just saw him there briefly. Greg, good morning. I know you can hear me, but can I hear you is the question. Uh, let's see. There we go. How are we doing, Greg? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? We are doing okay. Uh, we're, we're wound up this morning. What's on your radar? Uh, I'm looking at gold this morning. Gold looks like it's ready to take off today. Interesting. Interesting. Can you share charts? Have you done that on uh, Zoom before, or are we want me? Yeah. To, uh, yeah. I'll show you. Uh, I'll show you an intraday here. What's on your hat, too? I want. What's your hat say there? Uh, it says 1500. It's from a, a company called Rally Road. Oh, we know them. They're the, uh, the, the, you can invest in, in, in cars or, or miles or, uh, I'm vaguely familiar with Rally Road, but I don't know if I, if I got that right, but close. Can, yeah. Can you okay. see, uh, can you see my gold chart now or not? Let's yes, sir. Yes, yes, we do. Okay. I'm having a hard time resizing your window. That's why I can't tell. Looks pretty good to me. Yeah, I mean, it looks like it's um, it's up here. It's uh, looking ready to break out over uh, 1980 again. 1975 is uh, like the, the the range for me. Yeah, kind of sentimental time frames brings up uh, those uh, growing up years uh, as well. When I think about the price of gold, but um, you know, back over uh, you know back over 2000, this thing could get some legs again. And we we've also seen a, a big turnaround uh, the last few days uh, in the the broad markets, right? The tech sell-off, uh, it's not back to the point where uh, it's been totally undone, but we've got uh, uh, some good progress going here. Both uh, the uh, the SPY and the, the triple Qs are back up, uh, you know, close to their 20-day uh, moving average now. If we could get above that, uh, I think it would make me a little bit more happy. So how have you been uh, trading or investing this market for the past couple of months here as, as we've sort of – uh, I, I mean, we've steadily marched higher here, but it, it definitely has not been with the same speed as we saw earlier in the year. Yeah, certainly from uh, like March through to uh, the beginning of August, maybe even late August, uh, it was just by tech, by anything uh, really leveraged in tech, anything to the new economy, and that and that's going to go. And we've seen that kind of slow down a bit. Uh, I've seen a shift more towards uh, consumer cyclicals uh, the last uh, couple of weeks. Um, 
I think we're starting to see the reverse of some of that. Maybe not uh, like the sell-off in the cyclicals, but uh, starting to see some of uh, the, the sectors that had been beat up for uh, about a week and a half uh, start to come back again. Um, what am I doing with it? I'm now starting to, uh, to look at uh, getting back into things like uh, Amazon, back into things like Google. Uh, Apple, I think that we're going to find out uh, from uh, that, uh, uh, the, the reveal day yesterday that uh, the sell-off was, uh, was a gift, you know, pulling back down to 115 and still sitting there right now. Sell-offs are always gifts in tech, I think, right? So <laughs> it certainly seems like it. It does. It does. Uh, we somehow have, have gone uh, thirty, almost forty minutes here. We haven't covered uh, FedEx or Adobe. Both had earnings yesterday. Uh, I was wondering if you had seen those and hadn't had thoughts. FedEx is just, you know, they bought it ahead of the report and they're going to buy it after the report too. It was an amazing report. What does it say? Yeah, both of them uh, just started flying after they reported last night, uh, and Adobe's kind of pulled back a bit. Uh, I sold strangles in Adobe okay. going into the report. So just uh, selling a put and selling a call, uh, both expiring on Friday. Really just a play on uh, selling the, uh, the, the high level of implied volatility in the stock, so to collect a lot of premium for doing this. So I sold the, uh, the 450, 552.5 strangle on Adobe yesterday. So it's about $50 out of the money on both sides. So $100 range. It's going to end up like right in the middle of that, uh, close to unchanged now. And got about $5 for selling that, almost 1% of the, the value of the stock uh, for a four-day trade. Um, so you're specifically looking at uh, stocks, in this case, it was Adobe, that have a higher IV. Yeah, and all those stocks that are reporting earnings will have higher implied volatility, yeah. Sure. Uh, just because of the event that's going on. Right. Uh, Apple would have had uh, a bit going into that. FedEx was the same way. Uh, both of them looked like they're ready to go higher as well. Uh, so Adobe fits with that tech story, the tech turnaround, and, and starting to, to look better again after it's sold off 10% or more. Uh, and FedEx... Uh, it has just been kind of a laggard, really, in that in that regard, right? I mean, January 2018 has been uh, the the high in, in FedEx, and it hasn't come back to uh, to that level yet. One of the few sectors, but transports, so uh, all the trains, the trucks, the delivery companies, they're all starting to to really look good again. Uh, so I, I I'm curious uh, about uh, just conversations you, you've had with clients uh, and what the sentiment is like um, um, uh, with, with people that you talk to, whether they're bullish, whether they're bearish, whether they don't, they don't really know. What is the sentiment like with people that, that you talk with? Yeah, I think that uh, some of them uh, don't really know. Uh, what I found is uh, more clients uh, or more potential clients uh, looking to uh, get involved now. More people asking about uh, money management services and that's, that's usually a good sign. Um, some people might, uh, especially uh, among the crowd that we talk to, might think of that as being a topping sign, but uh, I, I see it as a, a better sign that um, they don't want to be bothered with doing this anymore. Um, I did have, uh, just about three weeks ago, people starting to ask me about how do I protect the downside? How do I uh, put on a hedge using the, the cues? And that to me is more of a signal and more of a signal that we're starting to see bottoming forming. Okay. 
Uh, anything that you don't like here? You said you like gold. You're maybe looking to get back into tech a little bit. Anything you don't like? Um, you know, I, I think that one of the things that, uh, that was looking really promising last week and seems to be petering out is uh, the, a, a combination of things. The industrial names, the things like Eaton Corp and Graco that, uh, that are both kind of local to here that uh, don't uh, look really promising or just not doing anything. Um, things like uh, Coke and uh, Pepsi were looking really good. And Coke is still holding up, but Pepsi is, has not been doing so well lately. Uh, so those uh, old school names, high dividend names, kind of the, um, um, the protecting your portfolio names that the, the investors talk about, uh, going to high yield uh, stocks in times of trouble, uh, that's another sign. Uh, those are not doing so well now. It's another sign to me that uh, the money is flowing back into uh, the, the hot racy sectors. Uh, ETN, I call it. What was the other uh, stock that you named there? Uh, Graco, Triple G. Okay. Yeah. So, oh, so, we, so we're going back into the high flying. I don't know. Did we ever leave the high flying names? I don't know. I think we left them for about a week. Okay. All right. Yeah. Maybe you're right. I don't know. That was the week that I was out. That was I was out of here. So perhaps, <laughs> perhaps uh, it was a, it was a short. Maybe that. Maybe that's why it wasn't going up. Uh, it was a short shift. It was a short shift. Um, and I, I'm I'm just curious. You know, also among the clients that or potential clients that that you're speaking with, uh, you know, some of them you said want uh, are inquiring about how to hedge, uh, protect protect with downside. Um, what, what do you feel though? Like, I guess where, where is the, the, is there a lot of mania, I guess is, is what, what I'm trying to get at. Are, are they, uh, are they, are they, do they seem to you people that you talk with? Are they clients, potential clients? Are they investing, behaving rationally? Yeah, I think that, well, I think that uh, a lot of them are behaving rationally. Okay. Clearly there's, there's people that, uh, that are, are paying me to manage their money and they're, they're taking my advice and they're behaving rationally. There's the, also those people that, uh, that uh, talk to me uh, from a different client perspective, uh, they're newsletter subscribers and they're, they're more, they're more cowboys. They're more out there on their own trying to you know, do something really exotic. And there is still some of it in that, in that uh, realm of uh, clientele, you know, there's still some people that are uh, you know, focusing on uh, you know, that whole, you know, Robin Hood, SoftBank, let's buy calls and go yippee-yay and see them go up every day. Um, they're not being as successful about it, so they're starting to think about other ideas. I had a client yesterday say to me, you know, uh, I want to do this cool trade on the VIX where I buy both puts and calls, and I'm like, why? You know, it's twice as expensive to bet both ways on the VIX, and it's like, kind of middle of the road here now in no man's land. It's not extreme on the high side. It's not extreme on the low side. What do you think is going to happen here? What so is there, there, are, there is some um, uh, desire to, you know, to make something happen. Uh, and that, that, that can be a problem sometimes. But uh, I'm not seeing it broad-based. I'm seeing it in a few um, outliers. Uh, and what is the next major catalyst on your radar, be it macro or, or stock-specific? Yeah, uh, looking straight past today, Fed meeting today doesn't matter at all. Mm -hmm. uh, the election. And uh, once we get some certainty in the election. So I'm using this opportunity, using this, uh, this like, kind of rebound to take a look at uh, how I can hedge through the, the election in November. 
uh, in case we get some news there that the market doesn't like. Uh, and it seems like there's plenty of different outcomes that the market could decide that they don't like from uh, what goes on in November. So how would you do that? Just buy puts on the spy? Yeah, I usually that's too expensive for me. So I'm looking for some kind of a spread to, to do there, either a, a one by two put spread where I buy one put and then sell two puts at a lower strike where I'm willing to own the market or doing a put butterfly mm -hmm. uh, with a kind of uh, unbalanced wings where I've got uh, some solid protection for the downside and I still have a little bit of protection if it blows out lower, but uh, uh, I'm not going to uh, get quite as much by doing that. But the cost is, it can be like uh, less than half of just buying straight puts. All right, Greg Harmon is now with us. He is the founder of Dragonfly Capital Management. Greg, thanks so much for the time today. Thanks for having me, guys. All right. Uh, I want to get your guys' thoughts on FedEx and Adobe because I didn't even give the numbers or anything. We kind of You want some good news? There's a good news, Dennis. FedEx and Adobe, okay? Great reports for both of them. What say you? Good, good news for me. I'm still on my FedEx, so I'm happy. It's up 19 bucks. It's run so far. I just keep thinking, wow, what a move this has been. You know, it, it actually is in my registered account. So, and, and I talk long-term accounts all the time. And somebody was giving me, um, just asked me a question. They're like, in, in Canada, if you've got some ERSP, you don't have to pay any tax on that at all. Um, when I talk my long-term account, most of my money is not inside my RSP. I have a lot of money inside my RSP, but they limit your contributions every year. So I have a lot of money outside my RSP that I have another account that I've designated my retirement account as well. So anything inside my RSP, I don't have to pay the gains on that. FedEx actually is inside my RRSP in Canada. So I could sell this. I would not pay the capital gains on it. So it's you know nice in that way. Um, other stocks, obviously, it's not the case. Um, I don't know, Joel. It's run so far. A lot of me wants to ring the register here and saying a lot of the good news has got to be priced in now. But then it's a company that's firing on all cylinders. Maybe just keep letting it run. Uh, remember yesterday when I said there was a sneaky seller in NVIDIA at 530? Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Well, there's a sneaky seller in F uh, Federal Express at 260 here. So um, it's that. And your 530 number worked perfectly. That was yes. almost the high yesterday. Where? Yep. What's the number? Where's the number in FedEx? Two, 260. 260 I mean, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's not exactly like the pre-market high, but he got there on the initial surge. And then you got there at 261.49. You tried there a couple brackets. And just as recently as uh, between um, 8, 8 and 8.15, you got up to 260.50. And what I'm saying, like a sneaky seller there is, you know, a big institution, of, you know, or maybe not or intermediate player that has a couple hundred thousand shares that they want to get rid of, right? They can't, put they can't put a hundred thousand at 260. Yeah, or, because right? everybody, well, actually sometimes you can just get done that way. Some institutions do do it that way. And you have another big fish that says, oh man, I've been looking to buy a hundred thousand yeah. shares. You got them, boom, they go. Yeah. But All what right. happens is when you throw your big size out there and what Joel is saying is you have traders that will lean on that size. I mean, you know, if you know there's 100,000 shares, there's a pretty good chance I'm going to be able to get covered there, and especially the high-frequency traders. So they'll lean in front of you, basically putting sell short orders in front of you, knowing that they can buy you if, if the stock or the market starts to you know, want to go higher. So they're getting kind of a free look at the downside because of the speed, and the high freaks will lean on anything. So when you have those huge you know, sell orders in there, 
obviously you have a lot of, you know, traders that are going to be leaning on them. So the institutions don't put those sell orders in there. They put like what it's called an iceberg order and say, okay, we'll show a hundred shares, but it's really a hundred thousand shares. And you can do that, you know, even in your own software, there's a lot of, you know, software that can, has capabilities to do that. And there's algorithms that don't have to show anything at all. It'll just be, you know, you can put discretion. I could do that too. You could say, okay, I'm going to put 262 order for a hundred K and put two bucks worth of discretion and any bid that goes to 260, the stock would automatic that the order would automatically hit that bid. I use discretion all the time because I don't like to have my order inside the market because I don't want to influence the market whatsoever and push the price away from me. I always stay outside the market and I use discretion all the time. So I'm sure this institution is doing the same thing. All right. Uh, also, uh, you had a monthly high at 259 and a quarter. That was back in September of 2018, holding 255. Uh, if you're so inclined to buy a stock up uh, 8%, 20 bucks, and you're buying 255 here, you want to see 255 hold. All right. Uh, we'll do some ticker time here. I want to start with DraftKings. We didn't do Adobe yet. Oh, okay. Sorry. ADBE. Yeah, number is same story with FedEx. I mean, okay, same trade, right? Good numbers. Uh, good numbers. Nice they pop. Beat, they beat and they beat and they gave good guidance. What do you have for tech? I, uh, it's a middle of nowhere for me. Yeah, I, I can't even find a sneaky seller here. All I right, yeah. we'll move on then. Yeah, let's go find the sneaky seller in DraftKings. Yeah, so five five twenty. Five DraftKings. Another day, another deal. Uh, this morning, they announced a partnership with the New York Giants, an exclusive sports betting deal. Uh, just going all in, leaning in. Uh, it really, it's it's just a, a grab right now from from market share between the number. There's like five major sports books now, yeah. uh, and they're all just trying to grab up as many partnerships as they can. Uh, DraftKings, of course, had the deal with with Caesars and, and ESPN uh, on Monday. Uh, so just leaning into the NFL here. Stock is hot. 50 bucks is the number here. I'm going to say we got up near there yesterday. So there probably is a sneaky seller at $50 in DKNG. Um, It's going to be the resistance point for the start. Can it take out 50 and blow through it? Maybe if you're going to play it for a breakout through 50, if it actually takes out 50, you don't want to see it like go to 51 and then come back down through 50. So that if it does go through 50, you want to continue to see it go. If you're going to play, you know, the, the, if you're going to play it from a breakout perspective, but 50 is a huge number for it. And uh, if it gets through 50 and you don't want to, you know, it depends on what your time frame. you know, if you're a scalper, you're going to buy it at 50, you're going to risk a dime. You want to try and get 30 cents out of it, 35 cents. Pre-market high comes in at 50.40. So that would be another potential resistance after 50 bucks. All right, to the chat we go. I'm always keeping an eye out for uh, for tickers that we we haven't discussed for a while or or at all. Uh, haven't looked at Square for a while. I saw they they made some comments yesterday, or maybe it was the day before, just about uh, the shift to a, a cashless society being yeah. being uh, 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 expedited by by COVID nineteen. I haven't looked at Square, but I shouldn't be surprised. You know what? It's held up a lot better than PayPal. Um, I pair trade these two together and they often do move well together. Uh, PayPal is near the lows of the move and Square has gotten back half the lows. So I'm not sure why the separation there all of a sudden, but Square is showing a lot of relative strength to PayPal. You usually want to own the stronger one and short the weaker one. I'm not sure why, if there's going to be a catch up trade eventually here in PayPal, it's just hanging out near the lows, but it's kind of been hanging out too long now. And it makes me nervous that PayPal could continue to go lower here. Square's had a nice pop. You got a lot of overhead resistance at 160. 
Uh, and also, you're getting back half of this move. You've cleared the, uh, not 152.30, 153 is half of that move. So you overshot it a little bit yesterday. You would like to see it stay above that level. Uh, the high from yesterday, which was 158.50, that coincides nicely, 157.23 high. And I just think you're going to have a little problems getting up to fill the gap. You had a gap down, I think don't, that was probably market-related, a gap all the way up to 158.11. So looks like it's getting a little bit thicker up here. Of course, the all-time high, double top, 170.46, 170.61. All right, here's one, uh, SWCH switch. This is a... Uh, internet infrastructure uh, play. That was an awful, ugly chart. <laughs> Trend, not your friend. Take your Jeff Mackey purple crayon and connect the dots and you try to draw the line and then you just see it fall off the cliff. So, I don't know. If it makes new lows, you got to go. It's a rule. So, if you are <laughs> buying this for whatever reason, I don't know why you'd want to buy a chart like this, but $14.79 is the low of the move. If it makes a new all-time low, is that a new all-time low? No, well, not. It makes a new low no. on the move. Yeah. If it makes a new low on the move, you absolutely don't want to own this. Um, if you're paying it from the buy side, that'd be my stop-out point, but I don't like buying shirts that are ugly. Uh, I would just say it looks like you're in front of these consolidation periods here maybe where it just went nowhere between 1675 and 17 and a quarter and then after the you know big move down consolidation big move down that was a long time long period of consolidation maybe you'll see that over the next and that was like two or three weeks and then wait for a break out of the consolidation that would have been a heatless short here if you would have taken it uh when it broke down through 1675 so see if it could uh, develop a consolidation here uh dphc this is what a spac play i i will quote dennis here or pull dennis or do an impression of dennis this, <laughs> this looks like a classic blow off top on the weekly if you pull up a weekly chart let's uh, see how spencer's uh, technical analysis oh, week, yes week we're halfway through the week now Ooh. Double uh, top and everything. It, identical ranges. Is that right? Are those two candles right? Let me see here. Look at the two candles, Joel. You don't see that every day. Five Pretty close. It you was see a 20% range in the price of a stock <laughs> two days in a row, and it's identical. I guess support's defined. Resistance is defined. And Pretty that, clear. Yeah, hands off at 27.50, right? I yeah, mean, not, there's no trade in there. Uh, yeah, let's see. 28. That's the big one for me today. Uh, that all-time high was made on Tuesday, or excuse me, on Monday at 30 bucks even. You settled at 28. You did trade over 28 yesterday, but could not close above it. Uh, longer it takes this thing to get above 28, trade 28, I think you got some work to do in the lower 20s. All right. Uh, since the uh, CFO of Chegg was on our show on August 6th. Uh, we top-ticked that one on him. We, we didn't quite yeah. top-tick it. We didn't quite top-tick uh, it. Pretty close. August what? Was he on August 9th or 10th? He was on August 6th. Okay. Was that? Actually? The old pre-market print, pre-market prep. You case. know what? We came pretty damn close to top-ticking that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning when they were on our show, that was the top. I mean, it had to run. CFOs on. Oops. But the moves, like you can't, this is the one thing, like you got to put the moves in perspective, you know, it's stocks just don't go up three, four or 500%. And obviously this is a 200%, but in, in a two to three month period, these are, this is what uh, Alan Greenspan would call irrational exuberance. 
And that's what we saw in a lot of stocks. And that's why we topped out, you know, in, in tech a little while ago. We're trying to get that back and we're trying to do some work. But I mean, you know, Tesla got silly and it's starting to get silly again. So it's starting to come back. But now if you're like even looking to a Tesla and just taking away from Shag for a second, coming and buying it now. I mean, it was a, it's up a hundred bucks in three days. So I don't like chasing. Shag is kind of just been sitting here. It's Found, a completely yeah. different story. You, you've kind of formed a bottom. Um, can you get out of here? Maybe. It's kind of like the PayPal chart, though. It's not rallying when the rest of the market is rallying. And that's a concern. I'm going to go to GAN here in a second and tell you why that matters. But give me your thoughts on well, de- Well-defined support here, 65 yeah. bucks. Yeah. I mean, you want to... Takes that out? Yeah. Can you bar the door? We're going to 55. Um, odd lots, folks. Don't get all, you know, in a tizzy here. Those are odd lots trading at uh, 64, 64. So G-A-N. And Ooh. we talked about this on the show. We've been talking about this one for a long time. I was concerned a couple of days ago. The only reason, like I wouldn't, I wanted to buy this. I'm like, I can't buy it because I don't know why it's not rallying when Penn and DKNG, you know, if this is supposed to supposedly the thing behind the thing, why is it not participating in that rally? Either nobody knows about it or nobody cares about it. If nobody cares about it, that's a problem because where's the story supposed to go to carry the stock? So we were seeing, you know, significant rallies in tech. We were seeing significant rallies in Penn and DKNG and GAN was just sitting there and doing nothing. What happens yesterday, if they pull the rug out from under and it starts making new lows. I would not want to be GAN here. That is an ugly candle. Um, I, like I said, I was in it the once. I sold up at 26. I've been wanting to rebuy it. It's never given me a reason to rebuy it. And now it failed at the 20 resistance point. 20 was support. Old support becomes new resistance. This is just technical trading 101. It's getting a little bounce here this morning. I think the bounces are to be sold right now. I do not like the GAN chart. I don't know where it's going six months from now. But it doesn't look good for the next six days on this. I'll tell you that. That was big volume. Unless there's a headline or an analyst. You know what it needs? It needs a catalyst, Joel. It needs like an analyst to come out with a buy rating. And then that could actually kickstart it. But until it gets some type of catalyst, nobody cares about this. The volume's starting to wither. I mean, how many shares did it trade yesterday? Yesterday, someone big got out. Oh, yeah, but it had a big candle yesterday. But, I mean, yeah. the volume's been kind of weathering. Yeah, it's, yeah, it was up over a million for a while, and then it kind of it, – it averages about 758, got over a million when people are trying to pick the bottom, and then when everyone puked yesterday, over 2 million shares have traded. Yeah. Uh, it is trading up uh, at 1822. You want to see the 1750 hold? Uh, that low, a recent low that you had just off its like IPO or re-IPO or whatever it was, that was 1685. So moving into that support to hit it after earnings, stocks in the sector are going the other way. Tough, tough it's call on not, that. It's not, it's not showing any relative strength whatsoever, showing no. a lot of relative weakness. I don't like buying relative weakness, so I'm out. I don't want to own it until it gives me a reason to own it. I don't see a reason to own it yet. All right. Uh, thanks to everyone who participates in our chats. I apologize. We can't get to more uh, tickers, but I've, I've written a few of them down. We'll cover them at the 340 show. I want to thank our guest today, Greg Harmon. I want to see some more likes as well. If we can get up to 200, I'll like you. 250, 300 a day, that would be great. And subscribe. That'll alert you when we go live every day at 8 a.m. And also it'll alert you when we go live at 3.40 p.m. Uh, that's a wrap for us. Please remember all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational and entertainment purposes, not for investing or trading advice. Catch a replay of the show on YouTube or on our podcast. You can always email us questions, comments, concerns, 
thoughts, ideas, anything else, pre-market at Benzinga.com. That's a wrap. Everyone have a good rest of your day. We will see you in the afternoon. You can probably treat yourself to an ad-free upgrade or at least grab an extra latte after getting a Chime checking account with features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe, no minimum balance requirements, and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com slash goals 24. That's chime.com slash goals 24. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.